So some people think you need to hustle your way to success, put in a crazy amount of hours, especially early in your business to gain traction or build up your book of business. And then eventually later, once things are humming along, you can settle down and work fewer hours. And so people assume that's what my story has been, that Graham, you talk about working less and it only takes you a few hours to run your business and passive income and automated income, but certainly you had to hustle your way in the beginning and just work all the time. And the reality is I've only ever worked 32 hours a week at the highest point, and that was the very beginning of my business. Never worked a full work week in my business in my life, and there's a reason why. And today I want to tell you about what I call the No Fridays Challenge and how it came to be and how it's changed my life. And if you're crazy enough and willing enough, how it can change yours as well. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 115 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran pumped to hang out with you. We're going to be talking about the working less part today. Uh, It'll be a fun story and it'll be super practical for you as well. And I think challenging in a good way for you. I want you to win, not just in making money, but in living more. And part of that living more is needing to work fewer hours in your business, giving you flexibility, giving you freedom. Now, the foundation of what I'm about to share with you is an automated business, okay? Passive income, some people hate that term. I don't know why. It's a real thing, but a business that doesn't require you to be putting in a certain number of hours or hours at all for any length of time. You can go stretches of time and your business still hums without you being in it. And so the foundation for all of this in my life and in the lives of my students, what I teach is to create an automated business built around digital products that works for you, okay? I want to give you the recipe or the formula for my style of business. If you're serious about building it, I want to give it to you absolutely free in my passive income workshop, where in a 45-minute training, I walk you through the four components you need for passive income. Even if you've never started, we talk about how to find your profitable idea, how to find people to sell to, how to know what to build, what to sell, how to sell it, how to automate it, what tools that I'm using, what tools you can use free or paid. I even give you templates you can swipe and copy. It's all included in my Passive Income Workshop. The goal of this workshop isn't to make you a millionaire right away. It's to help you learn how to make your first $1,000 a month in just 30 minutes a day of work. Okay? And when you do that, it's very doable. When you do that, then you will have built a business that can scale from beyond just $1,000 a month to two, four. $8,000 a month, which is $100,000 a year, by the way. It's very, very doable. My students are doing it all the time, and it's what I've done for both of my passive income businesses. So I want you to watch this workshop. It's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'll link to it below this video if you're watching on YouTube, but that's grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Okay. When I started my first business, The Recording Revolution, The year was 2009. My family and I had just moved from Virginia to Tampa, Florida, where I live now. And my family was just me and my seven-month pregnant wife, okay? Um, 
we came down here to help a buddy plant a church, start a church, and I was going to volunteer and be the music guy. And we got jobs. And I've told the story before, but twice in that same year, this was the global recession, Was we were dealing with the aftermath of that, the financial crisis, right? I lost two jobs in the same year. So after the second job loss when we were down here, what I was trying to do was get some freelance work because I had a recording and mixing music background. So I was recording bands and mixing bands. So I was I, that was the fastest way to make money because just find some clients and I could do it, service-based business. But I was trying to build up this online business side of things. And I thought at the time that if I could make some money online with the blog and eventually the YouTube channel, that would supplement what my freelance work was doing. It's all I wanted to do was just try to make $3,000, $4,000 a month between freelancing and my blog. I thought that'd be a win. So here I was in my first full year of starting to do this, the first couple of months, really. And I was overwhelmed. I had no idea what I was doing. Had never built a course, never built a blog or a YouTube channel or a following, or anything. Didn't know anything about email marketing, nothing. And I wasn't making any money. I flew back to Virginia for a wedding. Um, it was either a wedding or actually had a gig back there recording a band. I can't remember which one it was. But I, I got back together with a mentor of mine. There was an amazing couple. Um, Bill and Cindy Evans in Virginia. And so Bill uh, was a professor, I think a psychology professor at the university that my wife and I went to school up in Virginia. And he ended up going to our church and we became friends. And they kind of just, when we were newlyweds for the couple years that we were still there, um, they poured into us every once in a while, have us over for dinner, just love on us. Like we had no money, you know, so they would just like cook really nice food, like grill some amazing steaks, get some nice bottles of wine and they had a nice house. And it just, it was nice to get out of our, our, our little $400 a month apartment and go and go hang out at their house um, and just have adult conversation and feel like somebody cared about us. So I had this friendship with Bill and I was like, hey man, I'm in town. Um, I'd love to just get together for a hot second before I fly back. And he's catching up with me. He's like, how's life? I'm like, dude, it's hard. I think I made a mistake moving to Florida. Um, I thought I was gonna be, I thought it was gonna be great because we're we're doing God's work. We're gonna build this church and it's just gotten harder. It's only gotten harder. I uh, lost my job. I'm on food stamps, which I'm really embarrassed about. Um, and I'm trying to start this business, uh, but it's hard. And then on the weekends, Bill, like Saturdays, I gotta wake up early and, and go get all the band equipment from the storage unit and we get our trailer and we drive it over to the rehearsal space and we set it up and we rehearse for church stuff and we tear it back down, take it to the rehearsal space. By the time I'm home on Saturday after rehearsal, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon and I've lost half my day. And then we do it all over again on Sunday morning for actual church. Go get the stuff, set it up at the church location that we're doing set up tear down for and vice versa. And just, I don't even feel like I even get a weekend. So I'm working throughout the week and then I'm working on the weekends, volunteer for this church and, and I'm not even making any money. That's how my life's going, Bill. And then he said something that not only changed my life, but if you have benefited from any of my material has hopefully changed yours. He sent me down this, this path of being countercultural and different. He said, well, Graham, I think you just should start taking Fridays off. Yeah, you should start taking Fridays off. 
That's it. Come again. You, I, I don't make enough money to feed my family in 40 hours a week. And I'm trying to keep it to 40. Um, how am I going to do that in 32 hours? If you take away an eight hour day. And he said, Graham, you don't really have a day to rest. You know, as a Christian, right? The whole weekend idea comes from the Judeo-Christian background of God commanding the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The Sabbath day was the seventh day, right? In the creation story, God created the heavens and the earth in six days. And then on day seven, he rested, not because he's tired, because he's God. He doesn't get tired, but to create a pattern for human work that we shouldn't work all the time. There should be at least one full day of inactivity, of rest, to celebrate family, to worship God, to just recuperate and refuel. And so, you know, in, in at least in America, like we get Saturdays and Sundays traditionally as a weekend off kind of because Saturdays were the Jewish Sabbath day. And then the, the church, they moved the Sabbath day. They they at least honor it on Sundays because that was the day that Christ rose from the dead on a, the, a Sunday morning. So they kind of said, well, we'll give the Jews and the Christians both days. So yay, in America, you get Saturday and Sunday. Now, now everybody works all the time anyway, whether you work at a gas station or you have your own business, people seem to work around the clock because we just... We either don't make enough because there's lower wages, which is a problem in some industries, or we can't get enough even if we make good money because you could always make more. So I got I got thoughts on all of that, but the point is we work around the clock. We're supposed to have time off, and that comes from the Bible, right? It's God's idea, and so Bill's a Christian. I'm a Christian. He's like, Graham, where's your day off? Where's your Sabbath? You don't have it on Saturday because you're working half the day. You don't have it on Sunday because you're working half the day. You don't have it Monday through Friday because you're working full days. You need one full day off. It doesn't matter what day it is. If you can't get it on Saturday or Sunday, then make it a Friday thing. I went home. I, I was polite. I said, thank you. I'll consider it. You know, I thought he was crazy. And maybe you think I'm crazy when I talk about this stuff. I sure don't blame you because I thought he was crazy. Come home, back to Tampa. But it's just stu it stuck with me. It stuck with me. Is he serious? How could I run my business, grow my business, build it from the ground up in only four days a week. Like I need to make money, need to make it fast. I feel like that would be counterproductive. But I, I trust in him. He's wiser than me. He's walked this earth longer than I have. He's a very successful person. He's, he's just a smart guy. And I know that he cares for me. And I said, I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Worst case scenario, I can always go back to my five-day work week. It's fine. Like, you're never stuck with anything. So keep that in mind, too. You can always try stuff. So I'm, like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to take Fridays off, and I'm going to see what I can get done in four days. Little did I know that that challenge that he gave me to take Fridays off would set me on a path that would not only help me grow my business, the recording revolution, would not only teach me about the power of focus, and things like Parkinson's law, which we'll unpack in a moment, and the 80-20 rule, Pareto's principle. But it would be the beginnings of this entire channel, this entire podcast, this entire business model. My brand does not exist just to help you make money. My brand does not exist just to help you make passive income, so automated money. My brand exists to help you build a life where you have a business that you're proud of, that serves people, that adds value in the marketplace that you really love waking up and creating for. 
It pays your bills because we all have financial goals and beyond, right? I want you to be able to really thrive financially. There's a point where you can exist, but there's a point where you can thrive. I want you to thrive. But I want you to have time to then enjoy that money and enjoy that life with the people that you care about, right? If you've got money as a currency, time is a currency. And I would argue, and other smarter people than me would argue that time is a more valuable currency than money because you can always go make more money. You can't make more time. Time is finite. Money is infinite. So I was set down this path by this guy, Bill, where I, I now value my time even more than money. I say no to a lot of high-end coaching because I don't want to give up the time. I say no to um, potential growth on YouTube or even in my revenue because I don't want to give up the time. I'm always looking for ways to grow my business while working less because I know that there are ways because I was forced to find them. And now I'm kind of in a weird way addicted to them. And that's why I teach them here. And I want them for you. You don't have to do everything I do. You don't have to be crazy like me. But maybe, just maybe, you should start by taking Fridays off. And there's three reasons why I think you should take Fridays off. And then we'll talk about how you can real briefly. Number one, it exposes your waste. You don't need five days to run your business. Nobody does. Five days is arbitrary. Do you know that back at the turn of the 20th century, the five-day work week, the 40-hour work week was invented partially by the Ford Motor Company, partially by the U.S. government. And in a way, it was to protect people from longer work weeks in grueling factories that would make you debilitated early in life because it was just hard labor. They were trying to protect people. So they just arbitrarily reduced the work week to 40 hours, which was great. But that was an arbitrary reduction. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? That was someone just saying, let's make it 40 hours. Let's make it five, eight-hour days. We can make our own arbitrary workday. Why not four days? Why not 32 hours? In the type of work we do, where it's not physical labor, where you're not punching a clock, where it's not a service-based business, or if you have a service-based business, you're hopefully building a passive income side or element of your business, right? If you're building what I'm teaching you, there's no hour requirement. Why are we working the same 40 hours or God forbid longer that the rest of the world's working? Because that was arbitrary at one point. We're just doing something arbitrary. We could create our own shorter arbitrary work week. And the reality is if you take Fridays off, you will be blown away by how much waste you've been dealing with. So much waste, right? There's something called Parkinson's law, which I'm a huge fan of. Parkinson's law just simply states that work expands work expands to fill the time you give it. That's all Parkinson's law. It, it's an expansion reality. It's just this universal law that like, man, you, you give yourself five days to do a project, it's gonna probably take all five days. You give yourself four days, it's probably gonna take four days. You give yourself a month to review a document, you'll probably take a month. You give yourself 24 hours to review the document, it'll probably take you 24 hours. That being true, and it is, why don't we take advantage of that and live in light of that or do what I call hack Parkinson's law by giving ourselves fewer hours or fewer days to get something done. So just taking Fridays off and only working Monday through Thursday, let's say, you are in effect saying, I'm gonna limit my work hours to these days and I'm gonna see that if I can still get it done, which you will. Why? Because you become focused, because you have to. 
There's less time. So now you become focused. Okay, what do I really need to do to pull this off? We'll talk about the specific tasks in a minute, but you become more and more efficient the shorter the time frame you give yourself. So number one reason for taking Fridays off is it exposes your waste. You'll realize how much of your activity is wasteful. Number two, it gives you more time, which everyone says they wish they had more of, to invest in life-giving activities. One of my taglines of this show is to live more. I want you to feel alive. I have found that even building a business and multiple businesses that I love, that I'm proud of, that's fun to do, it can still be soul-sucking because you can become a slave to yourself. You become an awful boss to yourself where you work all the time. You got to write the emails. You got to do the things. And you start to resent the business you built because you can easily fall into the trap of work for work's sake, as Tim Ferriss calls it. So I want you to live as well. And so life-giving activities. What are some life-giving activities for you? Can you think of three things, just three things off the top of your head that when you do, you are filled with life. Like you feel more alive, All right? I'll give you examples for me. Reading, reading a good book. It could be a, a, like a science fiction novel, like I'm a huge Isaac Asimov fan. If you, I just finished, finally finished the Foundation series or if you like the, the robot, iRobot stuff, right? I love good science fiction. I love like personal development books. I love business books. I love investing books, uh, money books. All that stuff is fascinating to me. The economics, uh, biographies, like I just feel stimulated when I read a book. So I read a book, life-giving activity. That takes time. People say, oh, I wish I had time to read. You got to make time to read. You know what can be life-giving? Being outside. I like to go for walks. So right out my window here downtown, there's a beautiful three-mile path. They call it the, the river walk, and it, it's along the Hillsborough River, and beautiful buildings downtown, uh, beautiful condos, and there's like neighborhoods, you know, Tom Brady's house is over there somewhere on Davis Island. Like, it's just a beautiful walk, right? Love that. I love to walk outside. I feel like clear-headed. I feel alive. I'm not, I don't run. I don't like to run. I run on a treadmill at Orange Theory only because they make me. I don't run for pleasure, but I walk. And when I walk, not only do I feel alive and clear-headed, but I get ideas. Some of my best business ideas come when I'm on my walks. There's something about physically moving and being outside that makes my brain come alive. So I keep my phone with me. I walk. I don't listen to things. Some people listen to music or podcasts. I don't do that. I walk in silence because I want the ideas to come to me. They won't come to me if I'm always listening to something. So I need periods of silence to walk. I get in a clarity moment, clarifying moment, write it down on my phone. Being outside. What is it for you? Is it a sport? Is it fishing? Is it being out on the water? Is it being at the beach? Is it playing a game with your kids? I love playing Monopoly Deal with my kids. I love playing Nintendo Switch with my daughters. Is it napping? Right? Napping can be a life-giving activity. A lot of high-profile CEOs and people I admire and respect take naps every day in their office. Is it napping? Whatever it is, you get time back on Fridays to do those things, which in turn fuel you, bring you to a higher state of living so that your Monday through Thursdays are more productive, more creative, more innovative. What an interesting concept. 
actually refraining from work, replacing work with life-giving activities can make the remaining work days, Monday through Thursday, more effective, more productive, more innovative, more creative, which leads to growing your business. Third reason you should take Fridays off is that it proves to yourself that your business doesn't have to fit into anyone else's mold. This is really important to me. And I want you to hear me the meta message underneath this message. Don't copy someone else's business or their, their idea for what a business should look like or business rhythms should look like. And that includes me. Okay? Your business can be whatever you want it to be. You are not me. You are not someone else. Even if we are very similar people, you might be in a different season of life. Are you single? Then you have a season of life that's very flexible, right? Are you married, newly married? Well, you, then your season of life changes. You really need to pour into your spouse. Marriages take work. They don't just happen, right? Do you have kids, especially young kids? You might have to really change up your work rhythms, your expectations of how much you can do or want to do or... Um, feel like you have the brain space to do well? Do you prefer to work late at night versus the morning? Like, do you understand that you are unique? To push against the way you're designed can be a fruitless endeavor. I'll give you an example. One of my mastermind students, Amanda, she's in my epic mastermind. She lives in Hawaii. We were on her, she had her hot seat the other day. She was really, she felt guilty because she said, here's what I'm struggling with. She comes to the group, here's what I'm struggling with. My, my work schedule, can you guys help me be more productive? What do you use, Trello, Asana? What are you using for your schedules? And, and so we started to ask questions like, well, what, what's your problem with your schedule? What, what's, what are you trying to change? She's like, well, here's the problem. I wake up and since I live in Hawaii, I just go play all day. I, I surf, I go to the beach, I, I, I'm outside. I'm, I'm enjoying the beauty here, I'm hiking. And, and then it's like the evening, I'm like, oh, I should probably get some work done. And so I feel bad because I'm working late at night and it's kind of like reactionary. Here's the reality of Amanda's business. She's making 15,000, 17,000, 20,000 a month, largely passive. And she feels bad about it. Like she should be in the office more. And the reality is that is a false guilt. Her personality is very much unstructured. She lives in Hawaii because she wants to. She wants to be outside and enjoy the beauty. We basically, as a group, had to tell her, you're living the dream. You're living your dream and you're probably other people's dreams. It's okay that your business is set up that way. In fact, why don't you just make what you're doing the intentional thing, that you choose to be outside during the day and then be work in the evenings because you can't. And you enjoy that and you, and it's working. Now, there might be some things she wants to change and she might want to get a little more structured about it. That's fine. But you see how everyone's different. Everyone's different. I couldn't do that partially because I've got a wife and kids and our life is pretty structured with their activities and school and it's a season of life I'm in. I'm not always going to be in this season of life. I already know the year that my youngest will graduate from high school and go off to college, and then Shay and I will be empty nesters, which is strange. It's crazy. But then our schedule will be completely different, and we can do whatever we want. And we will probably restructure our work then. But for now, we, we make it fit our season of life. This summer I, is a microcosm of that. This summer, I'm only working one day a week. 
because my kids are out of school and I don't want them to hang out with a babysitter. I want to hang out with my own kids during the summer. I only have a few summers left with them because they're getting older. So I'm only working one day a week. And the day that I work, my wife's home. And the other days, she's home five days of the week. I'm home six days out of the week. And my kids are with us or with one of us every day. And then with both of us, four days out of the week, we have four day weekends all together as a family. And then I'm hanging with my kids a lot this summer. I'm, that's a seasonal thing just for the summer. When they go back to school, I'll probably go back to splitting my hours up over two days or something. But the point is, your business doesn't have to fit anybody else's mold. So by taking Fridays off, you're putting your foot in the sand and you're saying, no, I'm not going to do the five-day work week just because that's what I grew up doing or everyone else is doing or my parents do or every other business does that. I, I don't have to do what other people do. I can do something else. Once you do that and get a taste of it, you feel free. You feel like empowered to maybe take other days off or take a whole month off and do whatever you want to do. Like It doesn't really matter, but that empowerment is really, really important. All right. I want to quickly run through two things here. If you're super skeptical of this, Graham, you don't understand. It just takes me... 40 hours, 50 hours, it's impossible. I can't take Fridays off. Uh, let me introduce you or reintroduce you to Pareto's principle, the 80-20 rule, okay? I'm not gonna get into the details of it, but the, the short punchline is most of your results, most of your income, most of the growth in your business is only coming from a small fraction of the activities you do. You would say it that 80% of your income or 80% of your results in your business are coming from 20% of what you do. And I like to think about it in terms of the tasks, things you do. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to list every single task that you have in your business weekly or monthly, okay? So you can either pause this or do this as homework afterwards. We're almost done here. But you need to have a document somewhere. I like Google Docs or do it on your phone or wherever. And you have a document somewhere where you just start to bullet out. What what are all the things I do for my business? Okay, do I write a blog? Do I have to publish the blog? Do I like to do a video, edit the video, get a thumbnail? Like, do I post to Instagram? Do I get inside my email and respond to customers? Am I building a course? Like everything you do. If you have a membership with like a monthly commitment, like I have a monthly coaching call with my members, like that only happens once a month, doesn't happen every week, but still write those down and put if it's weekly or monthly or daily or whatever, right? Write everything down. So A, you see it, okay? Second, I want you to put a star or highlight or bold or whatever, each task that actually requires your face, your voice, or your unique skill set. Your face, your voice, or your unique skill set. Okay, one of my Mastermind members, Rebecca Rice, put it in those terms on one of our calls in the Mastermind a couple months ago, and I thought it was a great way to put it. What are the tasks that require your face, your voice, or your unique skill set? Okay. Now, you, I hope you're being honest with yourself because some things like creating a thumbnail does not require your face to make the thumbnail. It does not require your voice and it does not require unique skill set. Okay, I'm just letting you know, anybody can make a thumbnail. Just so you know. Responding to customer service emails doesn't require your face or your voice or your unique skill set. Somebody else could do it. So I want you to be real honest. I'm not saying you have to delegate the things that aren't this yet. I'm just saying, be very honest. Which are the things that actually require your face, your voice, or your unique skill set? It's probably fewer than you think. Okay, then I want you to take the remaining tasks and put them on their own list. These tasks that don't require your face or your voice or your unique skill set. And then here's what I want you to do. Three things. Two things for sure. 
The third one's optional, but I hope you get there eventually if you really want to scale. Number one, eliminate as many of those as you can. Which of those actually put money in your pocket? If you can't for sure say they do, just stop doing it. You can always come back to doing it, but stop it for 30 days. Stop it for 60 days and see if anything happens. Probably not. Like for example, for me, responding to people's comments on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, it doesn't require my voice, doesn't require my face, doesn't require my unique skill set, but it also doesn't require it being done at all. Like my business will not crumble or even see a dent if, if it doesn't happen, if nobody does it. So I just stop doing that. Eliminate. So eliminate as much as you possibly can. Automate whatever else you can. Can you automate publishing to social media? Can you automate a scheduling your content? Can you automate, um, I don't know, the creation of thumbnails? I don't know. What can you automate? Eliminate, automate, and then whatever's left, delegate. If you can, try to hire someone. Start with a VA, a virtual assistant, five hours a week, 10 hours a week to do some of these low-hanging fruit things that don't require your face, your voice, or unique skill set. Going through that process will reveal that you have way more time on your hands. And you'll be like, gosh, I don't need five days to do all that stuff. No, I could do that in four days. But if you're stubborn, you're like, nope, every single one of these things requires my face, my voice, and my unique skill set, and I can't eliminate them or automate them or delegate them. I got to do them all. If you're like that, well, it turns out you're just like me. That was me. I struggle with trusting people. I struggle with giving up control. I get it. Then you're just going to have to rely on good old Parkinson's law. Take Fridays off and make them all fit. Make all those tasks fit in the other four days and see what happens. I think you'll start to reveal what you can cut as well. Final thing I want to leave you with is that there are other variations of the no Fridays rule just to get creative. It doesn't have to be that you take Fridays off. I just want to put these ideas in your head. Do you know that you could take the same challenge and just leave work two hours earlier every day? So instead of working from nine to five, you could leave at three in the afternoon. Just come home early. You could do that. The world will still spin Money will still flow to you if you've built your business the way I teach you. And no one will be angry. You might be angry at yourself because you're addicted to work. We all are, especially if you like what you do. But like most addictions, after a while, you'll, uh, you'll get through the struggle and you'll be free. You could take two hours off at the end of your day, work only till three or whenever, leave two hours earlier. Or you can come in two hours late each day. Don't get into the office early. For a whole season, this is what I did. Instead of coming in at nine, I would come in at 11. Everyone else is stressing to get to work early. They're in traffic or they're like waking up and getting in front of their laptop. Early morning routines, nah. I'd wake up whenever I wanted. I would get my kids to school. I would go for a walk in the neighborhood. I would shower. I would read my Bible. I would, oh, it's 11. Maybe I should do some work. That felt awesome. And I'd work from 11 to five or 11 to four. Or you can just take a two-hour lunch break every day. You can go full-on siesta. You can do the south of France, Provence, like all those shops shut down from like 12 to two or 11 to one or 12 to three. I remember trying to return a bike at a bike shop in, in the south of France when I was there a couple summers ago and I needed to return it. The guy was like, oh, I'm gone for two hours. I'll be back later this afternoon. You could do that. Take your own siesta. You can work a couple hours in the morning. Go to lunch. Go for go exercise. Meet a friend for coffee. 
don't rush back. Because you know what? You're not working full eight-hour days. You're only working six-hour days. That's all you want to do. You can do that. Same thing. The idea is just to replace that one day of work, that eight hours or whatever, with life-giving activities and force the rest of your work to flow in the remainder. That's it. That's the No Fridays Challenge. It's changed my life. It's changed the way I think about business. It's changed what I value in business. I don't just value the bottom line like dollars. I value dollars and time and flexibility. And that's why I teach it here because I've just seen it change my life. I'm able to take my kids to school. I'm able to pick my kids up from school. I'm able to exercise. I'm able to be home every afternoon and hang out with my kids and find out how their day was. I'm able to have dinner with my family every single night. I'm able to have my weekends off. I'm able to like do the stupid dad errands that I got to run, like wash the car and, you know, pick up, you know, dry cleaning and go to the grocery store, like just the normal stuff you got to do, right? I have time to do that during the day when my kids are at school and it doesn't sacrifice family time. This isn't like glamorous stuff. This is just living. This is just living a more fruitful, like alive life and not building this really profitable prison, aka your online business that you now are a slave to. That's that's not what I want for myself. That's not what I want for you. So consider the No Friday Challenge. Two things. One, if you are interested and you're going to take me up on some variation of the No Fridays Challenge and you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment. Give me a big old heck yes, Graham. I'm going to start taking Fridays off or some other equivalent. Let me know below in a comment. And then, of course, if you don't have a business that can do this, if you are just in a service-based business or you haven't even started your business, you're like, Graham, how do I need this? I need this passive income engine. Go take my passive income workshop. I pulled the curtain back on the whole business model. I teach it to you absolutely free. It's, it's what you need. It's didactic. And it will change your life if you apply what you learn in that workshop. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Watch it, take notes, and then apply it. Build your passive income business and then start taking Fridays off. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was inspiring and encouraging. And I will see you, my friend, on another episode real soon. Mm-hmm.